This is Tom Fox. Welcome to the newest edition in the Compliance Podcast Network, my latest podcast, Compliance and Coronavirus. As the voice of compliance, I wanted to start a podcast which will help bring both clarity and sanity to the field of compliance, the compliance practitioner, and indeed the compliance profession during this worldwide health and healthcare crisis taking up a variety of topics as diverse as working from home to sporting events, to the role of the board of directors, to crisis management, to the role of supply chains. We will look at all of these in this podcast. If you have a topic you'd like covered on compliance and coronavirus, please let me know. I'd be happy to do a podcast on it. We will post on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time for the foreseeable future as we navigate our way through this incredible crisis. First, a word about our sponsor, SAI Global. With the coronavirus and COVID-19 pandemic continuing to change rapidly, trust and integrity are paramount to business continuity preparedness. SAI Global is here to help compliance and risk professionals facing these challenges, including unprecedented business impacts from employee well-being to disrupted supply chains. SAI 360 is a cloud-first software and modern ethics and compliance learning platform designed to help you navigate risk from every perspective. To learn more about how you can protect your business operations and workforce during these uncertain times, visit saiglobal.com backslash risk for free resources, expert guidance, and industry-leading technology. Thanks again to SAI Global for sponsoring this most important podcast. Today, I have with me James Gellert. James is the CEO at Rapid Ratings, a firm that looks at financial history of third parties in the supply chain and why that is so critical now during this time of coronavirus and economic dislocation. Hello, everyone. Tom Fox back for another episode. And today I have back with me Ben Wolf. Ben is the founder of Wolf's Edge Consulting. And uh, namesake aside, uh, one of the most interesting thinkers I find in the entrepreneurial consulting space. So, Ben, first of all, uh, welcome back. Thanks for having me back again. Good to be here. Ben, you um, uh, at some time ago said to me in a phone call uh, that you were thinking about how your business would look after we come out of the um, uh, the current health crisis we're in, but moving forward. And it wasn't just two weeks, four weeks, six weeks. It was two months, four months, six months, 18 months out. And so um, I was just really been wanting to visit with you about how do we start thinking about what will business look like in the new normal? Where should we even begin to think? Well, that's certainly a great question, something we've been talking about. The a lot of people I talk to, you know, kind of have this have this feeling that like, well, if we could just hold out for another, you know, like you say, two, four, six weeks, you know, when the lockdown's over, everything is going to go back to normal, um, and it's going to go back to like it was, a mo- you know, a couple of months ago. And what you know, what I'm finding, and then the more I do reading and and, and researching and, and 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 just look with my own eyes at what's actually going on and think about the logical implications of it. To realize that things are things are not going to go back to normal. Uh, there may be yes, it's not always going to be lockdown, but you know, but the the number of people going out into public, number of people going to in person events and venues and conventions and going to in person meetings and you know going to presentations etc. is just not going to come back. Uh, it's just not going to come back right away, and it's not going to come back all at once. 
Um, and there's going to be some industries, especially in uh, conventions and big events and sports and entertainment and travel, which are going to take a, probably a very long time, probably one, two, three, four years, really, to fully bounce back. As an EOS implementer, again, just to review for, you know, I don't know people who didn't hear the other episode, is that as an EOS implementer, I help, uh, I help companies get a grip on their business, get a handle on things, and grow effectively and scale effectively and successfully by uh, implementing the EOS tools, the Entrepreneurial Operating System tools. Um, so um, the way that I do that is I work with uh, whole leadership teams of organizations and full, uh, full session days with those leadership teams in person. And obviously, you could imagine with the lockdown that's currently going on is uh, obviously that puts a big damper on that. Uh, certainly, there's a possibility of doing those full-day sessions virtually, um, but with all of the contraction of 10%, 20%, 50%, even more with some organizations uh, of their revenue, they're just not able to continue doing that very often. Um, and so it just puts a puts a big uh, puts a big damper on on the kind of uh, you know on the ability for a lot of organizations to use the kind of services that I offer. So you know <clears throat> the question for me personally, and I'm sure this applies to many other kinds of professional advisors, consultants, accountants, uh, compliance professionals, attorneys, uh, and I'm also an attorney myself, as we've talked about previously, uh, although not actively practicing, uh, is is how, you know, how do I pivot my business in recognition of the fact that there is a new normal? It's not going to go back to how it was before. Um, and, um, so for me personally, I mean, you know, to the extent you're interested or this other people, others might find this interesting by example, uh, is, uh, is that, you know, a good amount of my business is actually from retainer clients, um, and not just people who do session days. Uh, so for the retainer clients, that's great. That's going to continue. Uh, that's going well. Uh, for the session day clients, um, honestly, you know, for all of the people in the industry that I'm in, uh, you know, we're seeing uh, 70, 80, 90% like drop off into the number of sessions that people are able to do, at least for the time being. Obviously, hopefully that will pick up a little bit once we get past the actual lockdown. And, um, but it won't fully pick up. And that's, uh, that's just something that I recognize that, you know what, to, to spend all of my time in business development, working on those kinds of those kinds of clients is just not going to be, you know, for the next, you know, who knows, at least, tw- you know, six to 12 to 18 months, as you said, just perhaps not the best use of my business development time and resources and money. So I'm going to be personally, I'm going to be more focused on uh, on fractional on fractional service clients. Uh, you know, I'm a fractional integrator. I've been, you know, I've, I have a lot of operational experience and so able to help companies as a fractional uh, chief operating officer, which I call a fractional integrator and in using the EOS model and the EOS terminology. So I'm going to focus more on my fractional work, retainer work and expanding on that and a little bit less time, at least for the time being, on business development towards my EOS implementer practice. That's just one thing I, I plan to change that I wasn't, you know, that was not in the cards for me two months ago. So Ben... How would you suggest a entrepreneur, a small business, or, or even perhaps even a larger business, uh, what questions should they ask themselves? How should they begin to think through their role uh, in, in the new normal? 
Well, I think it's it's a question of I think it starts with being honest with yourself. It starts with being honest with yourself and 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 recognizing that uh, we, we, you're not doing yourself, you're not doing your employees any favors by just thinking that things are going to go back to how they were in a, in, you know, in a month or two, uh, or even three months. Uh, that to to be honest with yourself about the long term changes that are likely to happen, and obviously part of the difficulty is we don't know exactly what it's going to look like, and that uncertainty makes it hard to make decision-making. Um, but we have to be honest with ourselves about the extent to which people are going to come back to work, to the extent to which they're going to uh, be making inve- investments uh, in, their, in, their, in, in their business and to, uh, and, to, and, to, and to use that, to use that prediction to say, like, you know, look, if my industry is going to have uh, you know, you know, again, whether I'm in retail, whether I'm in travel, if I'm in real estate, if I'm in, you know, in, in something that relates to entertainment or, 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 or hospitality that, you know, just to be honest with myself and say, okay, look, if my industry, you know, in the next, in the next year or two is going to really be 30, 40, 50% contracted. And we've been under lockdown for two months when we finally start to come out, um, is my business going to be basically completely decimated and I'm going to have to build it up from the, from the ground up. Uh, if that's the case, ask yourself a question like, you know, I guess, number one, how do I need to pivot to, to make my business of a size and of a, and of a type, which is geared towards what's going to be the new normal over the next couple of years. Um, is it, uh, is it, uh, you know, maybe, what I've been doing in the business I've had for the last five, 10 years, maybe I don't really enjoy it that much anymore anyway. And if I'm basically rebuilding it from scratch, why even go into the same business that I was before? If I have to build something up again, maybe look at my unique ability and the, using the terminology from Dan Sullivan, uh, strategic coach, to see what's my unique ability, what are my God-given talents, what are my God-given interests, and what, what are the things that I am, maybe I've had to do but I'm not great at and don't love uh, or even hate and, and think like, okay, what's more in line with my unique ability? What's maybe a new or a different business that I could go into or a different line of business or a different, you know, or a different product or an adapted product that's going to make more sense given the new normal. Because honestly speaking, again, we have to be honest with ourselves. You're not going to have a, not going to have a vaccine that's widely and a mass available. Uh, for, you know, till the beginning of next year at the earliest and on a mass scale, maybe another two years uh, before it's available to everyone, you're going to have, um, you're going to have, uh, you're going to have people who have pre-existing conditions, even if, the, you know, or who are over 45 or 55, 65 uh, in the workplace that are just not going to be doing the same activities. It's going to be a huge portion of the market. It's going to be, again, I'm not fully engaged in anything which is in person over the next year, you know, for the next year or two, it's just going to take a long time to come back. Um, and to be honest with ourselves about that and think what other lines of business, what other products, what other services or whatever complete different businesses might be more suited to, uh, to, uh, to my interests and my talents uh, than what I was doing before. And, uh, and to try to be fearless about, about pursuing those and pivoting and changing directions and maybe using it as an opportunity for a new start that you just were too invested in what you did before uh, that you just wouldn't have had the bravery to do, to make a change before. Maybe now this is the opportunity to make a change that you really would have liked to do earlier, but couldn't. 
Let me stop you there because, uh, as you know, this is an audio podcast. Our listeners can hear us, but they can't see us. So I'm going to describe something that happened that really struck me while Ben was talking. When he used the phrase, your unique abilities, your God-given talents, and your abilities, you actually pointed to your heart. And you may have done that consciously, and you may have done that unconsciously. But uh, one of the themes I heard from you was look into your heart and see what you want to do. And this may be an opportunity for you as a person, you as an entrepreneur, you as a business person uh, to, to really do that, to look into your heart and say, you know, this is not what I want to do with the rest of my life. I, I do want to make a pivot. And if financial circumstances or economic dislocation are going to cause me to need to do so, now might be a time to do that. Would that also be a part of your, your message to, to look into your own heart and, and follow that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a great way of saying, you know, the, the, you know, a similar point to what, to what I was saying. Look in your heart, see what your unique abilities are. You know, in EOS, one of the tools I teach uh, I teach clients is to use a, a tool called Delegate and Elevate, meaning it's a tool to help you clarify what uh, what parts of what you're doing you should be delegating to other people so that you can elevate yourself to your own unique ability and focus more time and energy on your highest and your own personal highest and best use. And one of the things we do uh, is we ask everybody, we ask somebody who's doing this exercise to write down you know, spend maybe a day or two and write down all the little tasks you do every day and every week, just all the little things that you have to do or the big things, just write all the things that you have to do and then divide those up into, uh, and then after you have that whole list, divide those up into four quadrants on a sheet of paper. One of the, one of those quadrants is called, uh, is called love, love it and great at it. Another one of those is called, and you know, that means all those things that, you know, it's how it sounds that you love doing and you're great at, you're great at it. So that's just to the extent you could spend all of your time on those kinds of activities. That's amazing. Uh, and then you have those things which you like and you're good at, you know, that means like, you know, you're not crazy about it, but you like it. It's okay. And you're, and you're good at it. Again, you're not great at it. You're not the best in the world, but you're good at it. So that's, you know, that's okay. We do a lot of things there. And then on the bottom half of the bottom two halves of the sheet of paper, you have things which you, uh, which you don't like and you're not good at. <laughs> you, you know, just, you're the only one who could do it or you're the, just, there's no one else to do it. Uh, or you just don't have the money to hire somebody to do it or whatever the reason is. You just, you know, you don't, you don't really, you don't really like it and you're not particularly good at it. It's just got to get done. You know, maybe, for some people, this is the, you know, kind of like the finance and the, and the P&L and all the, you know, whatever it happens to be. Maybe it's the marketing or the writing, who knows, whatever it is that you don't like and you're not great at. And then there's the things that, you know, and, and unfortunately, that's where a lot of us kind of go to die in the business world is that kind of like not, you know, don't like, not, you know, not great at uh, because it is, uh, it's just stuff that it's just got to get done. Somebody's got to do it or, you know, you know, or even the stuff that you, 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 you know, you're good at it, but you don't like it. And you just kind of go to diet. And the stuff that you, you know, kind of don't like and you're, and you're horrible at. And to the extent that you can to, you know, you want to take all those things that are the uh, don't like, not good at, not great at, hate, especially. And even some of that that's in the quadrant of don't, you know, don't like, 
I'm sorry, you know, kind of like and are kind of good at, and just to delegate as much of that as you can. Um, and, you know, a lot of that is just to start to be honest with yourself to get back to this point of your unique ability about looking into your heart and seeing, like, what do you like? Actually ask yourself that question. I just really care about that question and not just look at it that, well, we all have to do stuff we don't like, and that's just is what it is. But because the fact is that you're not going to be as effective, you're not going to be as good at, you're not going to make as much money with, your, you know, your company is not going to be as well served by you doing things that you don't love and you're not great at. Um, and so, you know, if you could go into a new, a new business or a new line of business or restructure your business in such a way to spend more time or do something that you love and you're great at, then you're going to be happier you're going to be a lot more effective and you're going to make more money and you're going to do better at, uh, at that than, you know, maybe some, whatever you were stuck doing that you don't like and you weren't great at. Well, Ben, unfortunately we're near the end of our time, but uh, this has been a great, great podcast. So I wanted to thank you, but I was wondering if uh, listeners wanted more information about you, about uh, your work as an EOS implementer or your consulting practice, where would they go? Sure. You can go to uh, wolfsedgeconsulting.com. That's W-O-L-F-S, Edge Consulting, wolfsedgeconsulting.com. Um, you can find more about what I do there. I guess, you know, in short, I, uh, I, you know, I can help people again with EOS implementation or, you know, business coaching. They can get in touch with me. I actually put together a program for smaller business that anyway was virtual even before all this COVID-19 stuff uh, that I can, you know, implement EOS with a company, help them get focused and effective in their operations and get everyone clear and on the same page with their leadership team um, all through virtual sessions over eight uh eight two-hour sessions or can be consolidated further uh, and so people can get in touch with me to find out more about that and get a flyer about that well, ben uh thank you and i look forward to continuing the conversation looking forward thank you Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Compliance in Coronavirus. If you have any questions or you have a topic you would like explored on this podcast, please shoot me an email at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Also, as a call to action, I would ask if you could to please tell one of your friends about the podcast so we can spread the word out about the newest podcast on the Compliance Podcast Network. Also, if you would leave us a rating on iTunes or a review, it would greatly help get this word out about this most important podcast over the next several months. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you'll join me for our next episode of Compliance and Coronavirus. This podcast is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.